Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is The Trek-In, a weekly-ish podcast talking all things Star Trek. This week we're discussing Star Trek Picard Season 2, Episode 7, Monsters. So let's get into it with the recap. Talon ventures inside Picard's subconscious mind to help wake him from a coma and face both his darkest secrets and deepest fears. Seven and Raffi go in search of Jurati, whom they fear has succumbed to the monster inside, and Rio struggles to hide the truth of who he is from Teresa. <sighs> Just, <sighs> you feel me? Yeah, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's like... Okay, so I was last week. I was like, "All right, you know, I'm just kind of annoyed that we're gonna spend an entire episode in this like cerebral like mind thing." But at the end of the day, I was still hoping there'd be a good cerebral like mind episode. You know, spoilers. It was not. It really was not a good cerebral mind episode. It was like the writing was bad, and it was such a waste on James Callis because he he was amazing. Like the performances of him was was great. It's just the writing and the story itself, like. What the hell are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. I was I was also kind of tentatively looking forward to Journey into the Mind of Jean-Luc Picard. I read the article that you had sent me about his previous past and I like kind of was like, "All right, so I can understand why this might be a very personal story for him." But then it, it all became like a ruse and like here's something that we've been alluding to, you know, like a little bit here or there, tidbits, you know, almost easter egg kind of plot twist to lead us here. And then we're going to give you pretty much nothing and then solve the nothing and tell you it's like it, they just told us the mystery and then they told us the solution to the mystery without actually giving us any mystery or any intrigue or anything like that like this is just bad storytelling at every single level and then the end the whole episode spoiler alert the fbi get involved for no reason whatsoever and I'm just like, where is this show going? We have all these other threads that you've opened up for us, and they're not going anywhere. And you keep telling us this stuff might matter, but nothing really seems to matter. And then you're adding more? Like it's I don't care about the Borg plot anymore. I don't care about the Picard plot anymore. Like, Well, the show doesn't care about the Borg plot anymore. We hardly got any more of that. Like, God damn it. Like, There's nothing going on of any interest. And Laris just being like, not Laris, I'm sorry not laris being this like romulan it just doesn't make any sense like all this all the street cred that they built up with the with the tos original episode concept like just vanished like because now a romulan is now handling it who will one day be the ancestor to actual laris and it's just or maybe they'll just make it actual laris who knows at this point i, I don't know it it just doesn't make any sense and i hate it like i, I hate that i'm saying it because I was really excited by this season. And like, even though I wasn't a fan of like what they were doing, like, all right, I'm down, I'm here for it. And I was so excited when we got into the second episode and the alternate realities and all that stuff. Like, but this is just bad storytelling. It's bad. Like I can go into details and I have these notes and we can go into this and that. But like at the end of the day, like I really don't even care. It, it, I just, it's just bad. I want to like find that fucking showrunner. And wring his neck within an inch of his life. Let's talk about, I think, maybe my main disappointment from this episode, which you kind of alluded to earlier. But if people in the in the listening audience don't know, Patrick Stewart, there's a history of, of uh, abuse in his family. Like his father was an abusive man towards his mother when he was growing up. And so I was thinking that that's where this plot was going. 
And I was thinking that that would be really, really interesting. And I shared that with Joseph last week off air. And they didn't even go through with that. No, they didn't go through with it. And instead they made it out to be like, all right, it wasn't him that was the monster. She was just crazy. Because apparently by the 24th century, you still don't have mental illness under control. Because that makes sense in the Federation on Earth in Star Trek history. And he was, you know, maybe not a great person, but he was just the guy trying to keep it all together. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense for the for Star Trek canon. And it's pointless because I know there's still something missing, you know, from this from this revelation that he has that he doesn't want to deal with. But like, come on, like you're just you're piecemealing something bad to us. It's like piecemealing the worst pizza in the universe. And you're just not having a good time but like there's like that's all there is yep my my reaction to that them still like not even giving us the real answer is there's more to this why yeah there's more to this stupid plot there's more this stupid idea like tell a decent story like you have little elements of good storytelling here like or, or good ideas for what could be a good story but you're not writing a good story you're just incapable of writing good stories you're just throwing out these little ideas it's like they went to a blackboard, wrote all these ideas on the blackboard, and they just are shoehorning every idea they can get from that blackboard into the season without actually telling a cohesive story that involves any of those ideas. We're just rambling on. It's like what happens when you're in the middle of like telling a very long conversation, but every single time like the, the story seems to go one way, you get running a tangented conversation, so the story never gets told. You actually never get told the original story that started. And that's what it feels like. We're just having a ranting conversation that makes even less sense than some of my prattle. Like, come on. That's saying something. That is saying something. Yeah. And you know what? It felt that way, like, in the show itself, because they had the two sections of Jean-Luc's subconscious going on. They had the they had the therapy session, and then they had... Talon running away with baby Jean-Luc from imaginary monsters. And I don't know why they did it that way. I don't know. And like, you'd think like, all right, this is, they're doing some weird fantasy genre thing instead of like the horror genre, which is usually what constitutes like these psychological, you know, episodes It goes more thriller and more horror, but they went more fantasy with that. Okay. I'd buy into that if they made it good, but instead we got some weird black Panther monster coming after us and, I also had that it was a Black Panther monster in my notes. Why are we going after Black Panther? Why? Like, and then, okay, I get it. So this, what happened is the mom, you know, has an episode. She runs out with John Luke and then John Luke gets caught in the cellar. And she just leaves him. And she just leaves him because she's freaking out. And apparently if he would have stayed there for a couple more hours, he would have drowned because of a flood because apparently, again, Earth still doesn't have the technology to handle things like that. And this is the thing. like All these things that they have made the Jean-Luc Picard family childhood house to be, it's so old world that it might as well be the 15th century. It's like, is, is, did, did his mother die of polio? It's like I, they're, they're, the element of Star Trek and the technological advancements and Earth being this paradise doesn't exist in this memory. And it bothers me, like, I get it. You could, you could have written a story if you wanted to show Picard's family being an abusive or troublesome household, even in the 24th century, but you didn't do that. You literally just made it a 17th century farmhouse with no real plot or setting 
to allow us to appreciate what this time period is. So my very small counter argument for that is that canonically Maurice Picard was against technology and didn't even have like a replicator in his house. So maybe that is why it's so damn dangerous in Picard Manor. But then tell that story. That's my point. Like tell that story. You don't, you don't, you don't remind, if you're not reminding the audience that his father was against technology because suddenly his father's in a Starfleet uniform in the fantasy which, by the way, was that supposed to be a DS9 era uniform? Because it looked like it, but not. It was a DS9 mixed with Voyager era, and there were there were stylistic differences. So the one thing I love about this episode is that uniform, and I want that uniform. Oh my god, I want that uniform so bad. It's a beautiful uniform because not only was it like it's dead Voyager, so it's a solid uh, shoulder, but it had um, it had detailing on the on the collar that was different. The blue was darker than your normal medical uniform, like. And the jacket wasn't like your typical DS9 jacket. It was like a short coat jacket. Like it was beautiful. I want that so hardcore. I'm waiting for them to to put it up on the, um, you know, online and, and have different cuts of it be made because I want that. It's been a while since I've wanted a Starfleet uniform, but I want that one. So that was great. So if we're just judging based on uniforms, then fine. This episode is the best episode of Star Trek Picard season two since the second episode great wonderful wins if we're talking about any kind of story plot or any writing like this episode's a failure in every single way i got nothing else to say about it i'm that annoyed all the other points i could i could talk about oh maybe the you know when um i don't even know her name anymore girl in the red dress walks into the bar it's like terminator it was like terminator uh also the singer singing at the bar is patrick stewart's wife in real life so that's kind of mildly interesting hey nepotism Point is, this <laughs> no, that's fine. That, that, see, that's the thing. Like all these things would be cute and interesting, but I don't care. Renee is suddenly fine, so that really didn't matter in the overall plot. We're just doing things now. Yeah, I kind of think that whole thing was a red herring. It, it's so so Q and and Adam Sung and and Q's and like Adam Sung's clone daughter. Like that's where this is going. Okay, and the FBI are getting involved. So. Again, we're going to my biggest complaint when I saw where this story was going, which was it's all good things. Q's going to set something up. Picard's going to screw it all up and ruin it himself. And that's what Q's going to be like. See, look what happened. I'm just like, you're an idiot. Like, it's all just stupid parlor tricks. And I know Picard's kind of getting close to that revelation with Q, but... He's getting there. It's getting there, but it's just, it's stupid. Like, I just, that's the point. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care because... You're just wasting all these wonderful opportunities that the show could have been. Oh, come now, Joseph. You don't want to talk about how the the Elorians and the Q made a treaty over a bottle. And for some reason, Guinan brought that bottle to Earth and just has it. You don't want to talk about that? She did the hand thing. I hate my life. (laughs) I would like to be let go of this mortal coil now. When the fact that I'm sitting here missing Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I said it. I'm sitting here longing for the days of Star Trek Discovery. I'm not, but I didn't look forward to rewatching this episode. This this episode was bad, like very, very bad. And if it continues to get this bad, I'm going to get more annoyed. And we all know what happens when I get more annoyed. You wouldn't like him when he's so annoyed. Um, This episode really, really has said, I mean, this entire show at this point has said, fuck those butterflies. Because like, I understand that Rios maybe had to tell Teresa what was going on. Did he have to bring them to the spaceship? 
No, it didn't. Other than the fact that we seem to be continuing going back to the voyage home for like the things we apparently need to accomplish. He said the line. He said the line. So then, of course, you have to beam her onto the ship, and then. But this time we have a kid who's going to apparently run around and touch everything, and we're gonna we're gonna have the camera go and smile with everybody because that's cute—a little child running around a starship, touching things, everything. Which also sounds terrifying because you have to remember that this isn't the normal La Serena. This is the Confederation La Serena. Yeah, so he can touch something and blow up an entire planet. Like, great, kid. Or die. There's probably a bunch of pointy stuff. Again, if you want to tell that story, fine. Tell that story and tell it well. You're not telling it well, so I don't care. People should know how to tell stories. This isn't rocket science. In fact, I'm pretty sure rocket scientists know how to tell a better story than this. Well, we know that for a fact because Star Trek used to hire rocket scientists as as associates, and we don't have them anymore, apparently. So now this is what we're stuck with. Akiva Goldsman. I don't even want to speak his name. He's just that stupid showrunner. You know, I, I know you're not a big fan of the FBI twist, but there could be another twist on top of it because that actor previously played a time-traveling officer in Voyager. I don't think that's where they're going with it, but at this point, who knows? Oh my god, is that Braxton? No, it's not Braxton. It's uh, Lieutenant Duquesne uh, from the Voyager episode Relativity. He was the one who eventually arrested Braxton, right? Same actor. Correct, same actor. Do we got time cops now too? Probably not. At the very least, if they did that, maybe I might give them some kudos. We'll see. We'll see. Because there's a, they need to, I mean, I'll take anything at this point to make me not hate this show. I want to like this show. I want to like where it's going. I'm just, it's getting really bad. As soon as that guy took over, it's been a fucking train wreck. Eh, there's always season three. As long as you don't give the keys to that moron. You shouldn't be allowed near a computer. Shouldn't be allowed near oxygen. I'm sorry, I'm angry, people. I am. I am. I don't want to be this angry. I don't. I'm, I want to be funny and clever and have a good time and talk a, a, about the amazing things Marvel is doing. But instead, we have Akiva. Yeah, no, I, I'm bummed out that this... Uh, we were so optimistic at the beginning of the season, and now it's just kind of... I, I don't want this show to feel like a chore because we very much care about Patrick Stewart and the rest of these actors... Yeah, and I like the characters. Like, if you just talk to me, like, the way this show started out, before Elnor died, I loved all the characters. All of them. I wanted an entire season of these characters running around the 20th century trying to get their shit together. And, you know, having Voyage Home hijinks would have been amazing. It would have been fun. The levity would have been great. Like, that's not my issue. My issue is when they start over, like, just throwing everything except the kitchen sink in there and there's still a couple episodes so maybe we'll get the uh, kitchen sink so and none of it matters and none of it's written well none of it's told properly i i don't know what they're doing and maybe it's going to be something that finally makes sense but i can't imagine any magical MacGuffin coming in and saving this plot well we've got three episodes to bring it home so is it going to be a crash or is it going to be a landing I hope we I hope we fly and then we can just look at these like middle episodes as like we never want to talk about them again. We'll never watch them again. But I hope it makes sense. At the very least, I hope we could see it make sense. And if they do that time travel thing, because the fact that they have the actor back, I mean, that can't be a coincidence, right? Of all the fucking people they get, you just randomly got this job for this thing. Maybe they forgot they've cast him in the past. Who knows? 
I mean, they don't seem to care who they're casting for what character. Like, they'll cast, they, they'll just have another Laris or someone else playing something, a younger version of themselves. Hell, they may just have this guy be the younger version of the ancestor of the time travel guy from the 29th century. That makes more sense considering the way the show goes. Where ancestors look exactly like the people you know. Everyone looks exactly like I get it. It's funny in Back to the Future, and I understand like the the Brent Spiner thing. We just accept that as canon now. Every Sung looks like Brent Spiner. I'm fine with that. But if you're doing it with everybody, like then why didn't we just have Patrick Stewart play his own father if that's what you're doing? If you're, if you're if you're just assuming that everybody's father looks like their son and et cetera, et cetera, like and I don't mind. I would love a James Callis story like as his father and you could play the exact same story i just don't like the way they did it there so that's it so everybody else whoever's watching this whoever's listening and going through it maybe you guys love it and great if you do we envy you we do all right so follow us on twitter and instagram at the trek in pod and feel free to send us any questions concerns comments complaints at the trek in pod at gmail.com until next time i'm jason and I'm Joseph. Thank you for listening, and we will trek in with you next week. Hailing the frequencies closed. Good night.